you know, we've got something going on. You know, about four years ago, nearly four years ago, God began to bring us a very special and precious gift here at Christian Center, and, and we didn't really realize it at the time. In fact, it was, um, yeah, some of you might remember the Thesans, it was right about the time that the Thesans were getting ready to leave. And a couple came to church and was be beginning to start the retirement process. And I'm looking around, there's a few of you who've done that and, and are kind of coming up here to retire. And they were beginning that process, or at least that's what they, semi-retiring. And um, they began to get involved here at the church. And they became a real blessing. Any of you who know them uh, have been blessed by them. They began to attend every weekend they could. They lived in, in Sherman Oaks area, uh, attended church on the way. And they began to come up on the weekends until God finally released them completely, and they moved up here. They became members of the church in January of 2013. Um, they were a, they've been a blessing to a lot of people. They invited me down to the house, and they still live down there to attend the Jack Hayford School of Pastoral Nurture, and they, they even paid for that, and they're just a blessing. They introduced us to Leah Coulter, who a couple years ago gave us uh, that wonderful seminar on, on healing um, from uh, unforgiveness and learning what forgiveness was. Um, they began getting involved in, in multiple ministries. Um, Norm, this is what I'm talking about, Susan and Norm Stop and Brink this morning. And, and Norm became a board member in January of 2014. He's been working on the soundboard. Um, Susan has served in the office. She's an intercessor and a counselor. Um, Norm was uh, in charge of our church workday a couple of years in a row. Um, you know, Susan's even in charge of the snacks. They're ushers, they're greeters. They, they serve wherever they can. She's taught on numerous occasions and sang and encouraged people. Um, I'm standing on Norm's installation of carpet. I mean, you know, in four years, these guys have touched so many people and so many things in the church. And uh, who knows that God is the God of suddenlies? God is the God of suddenly. In fact, sometimes it feels like this. Wait, 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 wait. Now! You, you know what I mean? You know, it's like, wow. And so something has come up recently, and... Um, and so we're going to invite them to come and share what, what God is, is doing. You know, I, I, I put another thing down here, and I just says, Norm also makes the best cup of coffee that I've ever drank. So, um, but uh, Norm is going to come and share what God is doing very, very suddenly in their lives. And so, if you can... At least it's on there a little bit. That's fine. But I think uh, maybe just begin with what Solomon had to say in Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Everything has a season. And a time for every purpose under heaven. I'm not going to read the rest of that. I encourage you to read it. You know, he, he goes into the dichotomy. You know, there's a time to bless, and there's a time to, uh, to you know, um, a time to keep and a time to throw away. We're going through that right now. What do we keep? What do we store? What do we throw away? And what goes with us? Um,
there was a prophecy over this church long before we came. That it would be a hospital. We've been blessed to uh, to be part of this church and and to find uh, strength and healing um, in the season that we are through. Pastor Rob, I don't even know where to start. Pastor Jeff, all of you have played a part in this healing that has allowed us to now move into the next season. As Pastor Rob said, this happened very suddenly, and then again, it was kind of the wait, wait, wait thing. I was offered this position more than a year ago. And at the time, I told Susan, the thought, just the thought, not, not taking it, just the thought, made me so ill. Yeah, that is not what, yes. It's not what we will be doing, but where are we going? It, it, was, it was just the thought of going back to the position that I had held when we lived in the valley. Um, and the way that uh, it ended. And now I am looking forward to this season with joy mm -hmm. um, and expectation, knowing that nothing's perfect, but that I'm being sent out by you, by this church. There was a for those of you who read the Daily Bread, Saturday morning I opened up the Daily Bread and there was a, a little uh, devotional in there about dormancy and he, he was talking about the seasons of our lives there too and how um, we go through stages just like a plant does where it looks like nothing's happening. Maybe even at the surface level, it, you know, it doesn't, it's not blooming, it's not growing. But it's being prepared for that next season when it can, can burst forth. And, and I'm just so grateful to this church for that preparation. Not that I wasn't doing anything or that I wasn't active, but that I was being built up as I was active to enter this next season. And we're not, we're not leaving Big Bear, although we will not be living here for a while, but we will uh, return. Mm -hmm. we're, we're being sent out for a season, and when that season is up, we will come back because this is our home. We have a little height difference, if you can see. <laughs> <laughs> The Lord has a call and a purpose on each and every one of us. I've known what that call was, and I've been so eager to answer it. And the Lord brought us up here for something very unique, different from that call. He saw the really wounded people that we had, didn't know the scars that we had from a situation that we had gone through, not with each other, but 
outside of each other. And when we first came up here, the way the Lord brought us right to this body, we arrived an hour late. And at the time, Pastor Jeff was the pastor. And we said, oh, we'll get here at 10 o'clock next time. He said, try 9.30. <laughs> so we missed the service, but we loved the people so much that we, that we just came back the next week. And as we were praying, the Lord really spoke. He said, this is your home. And we both heard it together right where you two were sitting. And he talked to us, and we both looked at each other. And then that's when Donna Thiessen had said, here are replacements here. God just said, and we knew God had put here, us here. And what was so hard last week is we knew we were in the midst of negotiating this final decision. And at the leadership meeting, all I could do was look at the faces around me and in the church service and say, you're my family. I love you. I love, I thank you, Lord, that you're sending us. But this is my family. I've never, ever in my life felt so much a part of a family as we become here with all of you because of who you are, because of who God's made you to be. And we love you so much. It was like, I could be so joyful about what God's doing and his call and his purpose, but oh, the pain and, and grief of what we're going to be living too far away from our family. And it's, how can you have joy and grief at the same time? <laughs> but you and then the Lord started just speaking to me. It was, it was so kind. <laughs> Sharon just didn't even know what she was saying, and she prophesied and said that we were here on loan. <laughs> I went, oh, and she doesn't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and, and Linda gave another prophecy that was just spoke to me. I had been for months really laboring with the job that I've had now, even though I work from home, it's encompassing. Like, from the time I get up to the time I go to bed, it's seven days a week, and my body was feeling it. And we hadn't had the financial ability for me not to work. Just different things that, that had happened. And we had been praying, Lord, you, you know, we know you have called us. You, we know you have a purpose, and you provide. Show us. Something isn't right. There's out of order, and there's so much pressure to get things done. That we've been working together side by side in the house, and we don't have any rest. When you brought us up here, we had it was a place of rest, and we're working around the clock and not seeing a lot of fruit. Something's out of order. What is it, Lord? And we were just praying, and then out of the blue, Norm got a call saying, What will it take to move you back here? And literally, what will it take? And we prayed, and the Lord gave us such peace and joy, and he also gave some very specifics. And they went to their board, and they, they came back and answered every single one, and more. And we were just, oh, Lord, you're making it very clear. And even my children who live here were saying, this is God's door, Mom. You need to go through it. This is my daughter with the two little tiny ones that I see a lot now. You need to answer that. And we are joyful. I'll let Norm tell you more about what we're, where we're going. But what God is putting on my heart to share with you is that I was hearing, we hadn't talked about it, but when we were worshiping, I was hearing the word hospital. And that's exactly what God has done through all of you. It's through the relationships. 
it's through the preciousness of each and every one of you that has brought so much healing to us. It's that body that he's really done uniquely here. God has created such a precious, precious place here in this community, in this family. And although we'll be separated to Ohio, where that's a long way, we'll always be part of this family. You're our family. We love you. And we are so, so thankful for you. And then I started just hearing the Lord tell me, expectations. Often, we have needs. We come together. We come to the Lord, and we have these, ex- we have these needs. God sees the heart. He knows the need. And he perfectly answers that need. But sometimes we get in the way. And we have these expectations that we fabricate in our minds. And we create a scenario of this is what it's supposed to look like based on I know my need, very inward focused. We don't see the whole picture of the whole, how we're connected and the the whole need of everyone. We see our own need and we then out of that project these expectations. And then things are supposed to look like that. And when they don't, because no one else is inside of our head looking at us, we start to struggle. And the Lord was showing me that this isn't just true of me. This is true of all people. That we need to remove the expectations and let the Lord be transparent and open before the Lord. Lord, you know my need. You know the needs of my brothers and my sisters that you brought together. You know what you purposed and what you planned. You know the call. You know what you've created. You know the thing that you want to do, and you're so ready to birth. You're so ready to bring it to being. You're so ready that you're waiting for us to be ready to embrace that vision and that purpose and that call. But we get in the way because we have these, it looks like this, based on our own very, very myopic vision. And the Lord is saying, remove the expectations and be real before the Lord with the needs and the call and the purpose that God knows. And he allows us to feel those feelings of joy, pain, hurt, comfort, grief, one another. He's the Holy Spirit that is the comforter. He knows how to come and minister to those emotional needs and he cares about the littlest thing not just with the one person but all of us together and all that are knit together he will meet that in a very unique way when we get out of the way and are honest with the Lord and with one another about what we just basically need and look at Jesus as our one who meets the needs we just come alongside each other and watch and speak life Speak purpose. Speak exhortation. I see this gift, in, this gift in you. I see this special quality about you. Begin to speak those words, those prophetic words of life that come from the word over one another. When we come together, come and bring a word of exhortation. Encourage each other in the Lord. There is no one, no one who is beyond God's reach. 
There is no one, there's no failure that can separate you from God. For he paid it fully, and he embraces you and welcomes you to come to him. He welcomes each and every one of us to come before him just as we are. And he pours out his spirit upon us to knit us together and to do a new thing. God has something very unique and special in this body, for this body, at this time. He isn't removing us. He is taking us to a place where he's going to use the gifts. And because of that, he's making room for something much bigger than the two of us have occupied. Much, much bigger. But he's saying, be ready. Remove the expectations. Seek the Lord. Come together and say, Lord, we're willing and ready for you to do what you want to do. And then watch what God will do. We have a wonderful, wonderful pastor who is a man after God's own heart. He truly, truly is. This pastor has God's heart and compassion and wisdom beyond his years and anointing from the Lord and his entire family. And we encourage you to rally around him, free him to take the position of pastor as you all take the places that God has assigned each one to co-labor as one body. And watch what the Lord is about to do here. He's about to do a new thing, a good thing, a good thing. And we will return with joy and bring adding upon adding. And that's what God does. He loves you with an everlasting love. He has a purpose and a call, and it will go forth in Jesus' name. And we love you and appreciate you also very, very much. More than we could ever, ever express. And that's where the tears come in. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And I would just encourage you to stir up those gifts. As, as Paul told Timothy, stir up the gifts. It's the, it's the gift of the Thesans speaking a word to us after we'd already heard from the Lord. They confirmed it through the gift of, of prophecy. What we were hearing about the job offer, which had not come through, we, we could not tell anyone what we were looking at because we did not have an offer. What we had was a verbal promise to go to the board and see if they could do what we had asked. We did not think that they would in any way, shape, or form be able to do that. Not that we were asking unreasonable things, but we just did not see that they would be able to meet the terms that we had, had asked for, and they met every single one of them. But sitting in the leaders' meeting, just saying we had a big decision, Shan heard from the Lord and said, you guys are just on your own. <clears throat> not knowing anything. Not knowing. <laughs> and Linda gave another word Linda. that was specific for me that I needed to hear that was bringing order out of chaos. And that's exactly what he's doing. And now you're probably saying, where are you going? Norm, <laughs> Norm is going to be the financial aid director for Valor College, which was started by Pastor Rod Parsley. So we'd be part of Pastor Rod Parsley's ministry and church and school there. 
there's an open door for me also, and that's just another little, I'll share off, offline. <laughs> the, uh, and the whole thing, the process started about two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, and it switches really fast. They are Fridays, and then they start on So, you know, this gets two weeks ago started, and they are getting onto a plane on Friday. This Friday already, they're going to go out to Ohio, park their apartment, soon we'll come back about a week later to the house, and, and from that she'll have two weeks to pack up the house. Norm then comes back the 20th, 19th of November for a few days, and then I'll leave it. So in two weeks, we'll have a whole total of about five, five weeks to get everything in order and go. So that's the 70th of that. And that's what we're going to be sending hi. And so um, we want to take the opportunity this morning to pray for them as they go. And if you come up, the wrong way. So there it is. So um, you, you know, they've been faithful in their life group, and so let's. If if anyone just wants to come and pray, and we're gonna just see what the Lord might do. Um, we want to lay hands on them and 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 send them off with a blessing, and um, because they are part of us and they will always be part of us. Thesons, even who who were here for years and and they came. I mean, they're still connected to our body because we just are family and we'll always be family. But if you want to come and, and pray and Josh, can I get the handheld up here? No, Man. Get yeah, with the <laughs> down there. In the middle. such a blessing to our church, to all of us here, and I know they're going to be a big blessing in Ohio also. We pray, Father God, that in due time they will return to us as we all will miss them terribly. Keep them and strong.
Susan, he brought this way. <coughs> Norm and Susan. The, they may have been brought here, Lord, for <coughs> rest and healing and preparation, but Lord, you use them to touch so many hearts and lives in this place. God, the, the word that was coming to my heart as we're gathered here was that your callings and your gifts are irrevocable. Lord, they are. And we can't get out of them, Lord. You call us at a purpose and at a cost. And as I heard last night, that cost is denying ourselves, picking up our cross and following you. And Lord, they've done that. They've taught me how to do that. They've taught me how to push through, Lord. Their optimistic views have just encouraged my heart and many others in this body. Lord, and we will miss them, but in spirit, they're with us, and we know that. And Lord, we're never disconnected again because, Lord, you made them a part of us. No, no matter how far. Just like your word says, we cannot get away from you, Lord. They can't get away from us. <laughs> They're in our hearts, Lord. Hey, God, I appreciate that because they have changed my life and many others that are in this body, Lord. And for that, we give thanks. For that, we give praise. Because, God, you are so good. Even, Lord, when Susan was sharing and saying, how can I feel joy and grief at the same time? Lord, you felt all that. You walked in it. That's why we can feel it. Because you're perfect at administering the hearts in our lives. So, God, I just praise you for Norman Susan, and I ask for huge blessings on their life. And, Lord, we don't know how long this season is, but... You know, in our selfishness and my selfishness, I pray it's soon, but it could come back. Because, <laughs> Lord, I, I've grown close and attached to my brother and my sister. But, Lord, bless everything they touch and everything they do. In Jesus' name. I just pray a blessing upon this precious family, Lord. Thank you that they're our family. Thank you that they're your family first, which makes them really our family. Lord, I pray that you would open eyes to see revelation knowledge and give them the wisdom to know how to walk it out. And I pray for the Holy Spirit to overflow their hearts with your perfect love for you and for one another, <clears throat> that you would expand their hearts and knit their hearts together as one big heart as you've kept us knit together in as one family with everyone here, Jesus, in your heart. We thank you and praise you, Lord. Father, as they go, I just speak blessing upon their lives and their ministry. And I pray that, God, they would each, as they're finding uh, their place in, in work, God, that you would uh, put the reins on them, um, finding too many places to serve, God, but opening the door for the right place, God. Right place, Lord God, that you would, um, God, that you would, uh, and, and that you would especially, God, save Susan from expending herself. God is such a faithful servant. 
God, and that you would you would release her into the things that you have for her, God. Father, God, both of these people are so multi-talented, God. Lord, but we pray that you would not release them into anything that is not of you, God, so that they will save their anointing and their giftings for the things that you have specifically for them, God. And I pray that you would give them peace God, to say no or to, to, to not even volunteer, God, until you open and you release them into everything they have, Lord. God, we thank you for their, the, the blessing that they have, have been here. And God, we just release them to you, God, into the kingdom of God on the other side of the Jordan. God, in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm not hugging until like Friday. <laughs> um, you know, Norman and Susan have been kind of my rock. Lots of lots of mornings at their house, crying as they just prayed for me. It's, it's really just about time to dismiss, but I just wanted to, I didn't need this. You know, wrap up a few things that, thank you, that, that were taking place here, and then we can close the book of uh, the chapter 22. See, in chapter 22 in Joshua, the two and a half tribes went back across the Jordan. Their time with the family of, of Israel on the east I guess east for you, right? Was was uh, you know actually yeah, it's the other side of yeah, but um, was coming to an end, and um, they were going back to their side, and, and that's kind of what's what's happening, and um, and so the two and a half tribes went back over to to their inheritance on the other side of the Jordan, and uh, but they were still part of the family of God, so it's kind of interesting this morning. They'll always be part of the family of God, and they'll always be part of our family. And uh, there, there's some things in chapter 22 um, I, I encourage you to read. Um, you know, do, a, do a quick flyby um, so you can get your, your things because people come to our, our church, be part of our family, and sometimes they leave. And, and uh, you know, make no mistake, we are very connected with the body of Christ all over the world, specifically all over Big Bear. Um, we have... You know, we are just part of one big family, and we're just one of the tribes. We're one of the houses of worship. And so, you know, one of the things you, you find in, in the book of Joshua, chapter 22, is that when, when the tribes went back to their territory, um, they, they built an altar. And so the rest of the people says, look at that. They're already walking away from, from God, and they're going to start entering into pagan worship. And they said, no, the reason we built this altar was as a reminder that we're still part of the family of God doesn't matter if we're Presbyterians or Catholics 
or Methodists or part of Calvary Chapel. See, we tend to build denominational walls up. And they said, listen, we are part of the body of Christ. And that's the, the whole part of the body that we have here in Big Bear. So it's really, it's really important, great stuff in there. But I want to talk a little bit about some of the things that Susan was sharing with. God brings gifts. See, we are an expression of the body of Christ here at Christian Center. You know, we have a personality. We have a calling. We have something specific here. Foursquare has a different personality and a different calling and a different directive. Calvary Chapel has their own personality, their own directive from God to be who they are, Believer's Chapel. And if you've attended some of these churches, when you go there, you say, wow, it's different, yet it's the same God. And so we are all part of the body of Christ, but if God has put an anointing and a calling for us to reach and for us to be responsible for here at Big Bear Christian Center. And he's brought you to be part of that calling. Sometimes it's for short seasons, sometimes it's for long. Looking at, you know, Mark, she's been part of the church, you know, for forever, and she's probably, you know, moving soon too. And, and um, But God has brought each and every one of you has a gift, and he's brought these gifts together to be part of the body of Christ. We, and, and you have to really press in to find what God is calling you to be and for you to do. Christianity isn't a spectator sport. One of the things I so appreciated with, with Norma and Susan, they, you know, and, and I've apologized to them, and I'll do it again. I felt so bad because I knew that there was more in Susan, more in Norm, and we were trying to figure out what, what that was ministry was, and I think what it was, it just wasn't time for them to be released into it. And they needed healing and rest. And we didn't, we didn't know that, you know, because really often we're all, you know, all of us are really just wounded healers. You know, we're all wounded and we're all broken, and yet God has also given us the, the ministry to bring healing in life to others. And so they went through this process. But in the process of them, you know, looking and seeking the Lord, they were just, they found themselves occupied being faithful. You know, they, we needed greeters. So they said, well, we can greet. We can, we can do that. And Norm jumped on the sound booth and Susan started organizing the snack. I mean, you know, these, and, and I want to put, put any gift above others, but, you know, there is leadership and preaching and teaching, and yet they were faithful in finding, you know, their hand, finding whatever it could do. And I want to encourage all of us to be faithful in anything that God opens your way and to, to really look because you have gifts and we need to be using these gifts in the body. And, and um, you know, they've been leading a life group faithfully. It's been about a year, two years, year and a half for, for the life group, I think, already. Wow. Yeah, time time flies. And, and within a life group, if you're in a life group, you know that ministry happens, body ministry. And it's a great opportunity for a gift to come of exhortation or encouragement or prophecy or gifts of healings within the... You know, within the church service on a Sunday morning. You know, we've talked about this a lot, and I'm not going to go on much longer, but we are the church. This building is not the church. I wish we could come up with another name because we tend to look at the church as a building. This building is just a building where the church gathers together to be the church united. But if we're the church, we're the church 168 hours a week. Right? I think, is that how many hours there is in a week? 168? Uh, yeah. Something like that. So we actually only get together to be the corporate church for an hour and a half of the 168 hours in the week. This isn't church. 
This is 1% of the church week. <laughs> what are we doing the other 99% of the time as the church? This is a time where we come to be encouraged, built up, fellowship with some of the other believers in a way that's I think it can be impactful and dramatic and, and things can happen in a lot larger setting that cannot happen in a smaller setting. This is just kind of a filling station. What are we doing the rest of the week? 99% of the church time, and of course, you know, a few of those hours are spent sleeping and doing other things. But, you know, let's be the body. Let's find our hands faithful to be the church wherever we go. When you are at work, you're the church. You are a missionary, you're a minister, you're the light, you're the salt, you're a soldier. You are whatever you want to say. Be that for Jesus. Don't think, okay, I, I go to church. No, you take the church with you wherever you go. So next time you go to work, you walk in and says, the church is here. What does the church want to do in my workplace today? When you walk at home from being at work all day, you walk into your house and says, the church is here in my home. What are we going to do in this, not part of the 99% of the time of the church? Let's be faithful. Let's, I mean, I'm not saying you're not, but let's continue. Let's stir up the gifts within others. Let's be faithful to wherever we go to be the church and not relegate it to a Sunday morning or to your Sunday and your Wednesday. But these are just opportunities to gather together specifically to encourage and to be built up for part of the time so that we can be strengthened when we go out and, and, and maybe are a little bit more alone uh, in, in workplaces and things like that. But really seek the Lord and say, God, what would you have me do in, in, in this part of my week as a representative of Jesus Christ, as part of the body of Christ? You know, it's great if you work with another believer. I mean, just, you know, pray for one another. Take that time and say, you know what, we're here. We're the only church. We're the only Jesus that this, these people will ever see this, this day. Let's make sure that we're, we're pointing to Jesus and not pointing to self or, or negativity. Anyways. And they exude that wherever they go. Um, they just, you know, you know, Norm has been faithful. Um, you know, he, he got a job at DIY, and he has been faithful. He's been a light in that place, and he is a man of integrity. And, uh, you know, DIY is losing a, a good man who, you know, he, they paid him far less than what he was worth. And, and that was amazing because he just, he, he lived with integrity. And I'm going to, he wouldn't like this, and so, but I'm going to do it anyways. You know, I mean, it's 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 a it's a minimum wage job, and this whole process came, and he had less than two weeks, and he still gave notice, and is working through Thursday, and they leave Friday morning. You know, most of us would go, "You paid me minimum wage ish. Uh, I'm done today. I've got a week. I need to pack my house." But he's a man of integrity and faithfulness and is working right up until the end. And this makes me cry because he's got more integrity than so many people, including myself. You know, and it, but he is a light to what Jesus has done at DIY. Where will you be a light and walk in such integrity and, and life that people go, my goodness, he's crazy. She's crazy for living like that. How could they have joy in this menial job or whatever and say, no, because I don't work for you. I'm a child of the Most High God. And he says, this is how I live. And he's created me to be a new person. And we will take that into the world everywhere we go. 
And that's something we can learn from not just them, but other people that are faithful in the things that they do. We're the church 24 hours a day, wherever we go. Amen. Let's let's just stand and close in a word of prayer. It's been an interesting service. If you're visiting with us today, you don't always cry like this. Um, but we are always family. So, you know, we're, we're very real. We are, we are real and we are a family. God, you are good. You are good. You are good. As we sang today. Father, there's a lot of tears for me and some in the congregation as we kind of are letting go and launching Norman Susan. But we thank you, God, because they said, and it's true, God, you're, you're sending them, but you're bringing us together. You want to do something here. You're going to do something right here in this expression of the body of Christ at Big Bear Christian Center. You are not done. God, I pray that you would empower all of us, that you would and infuse your spirit inside of us, God, that we would be found faithful to your calling. Lord, I pray that you release the gifts that are, are dormant in, in, the, in the congregation here. God, that you would stir up the Holy Spirit, God, that you would cause us to be your people as we gather together and as we leave this, this box every week, God, and go into the world and go to our families and go to our friends, God, that we would, you would empower us and help us to, to be your church, to be your people in this world. God, I just would pray strength and encouragement, God, for each and every one today. Lord, and that, that no matter what circumstances they find themselves in, that they would be just empowered and encouraged to be faithful with whatever their hand finds to do for you. God, and that you would uh, just bless us with your presence and your love and your peace today. God, as we leave this place, we just thank you for your protection um, and your, your empowering, your power, God, to be your witnesses. God, help us to love one another. As we go in Jesus' name, amen. 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 If you are attending Norman Susan's life group, call me this week uh, because we don't know where we're meeting yet. <laughs>